welcome, like we were getting there. Welcome to 2020, Adam. 2020? Um, I, I, no, uh, do, okay, okay. I, I have a question for you. Okay. Because I was listening to a podcast that I listened to a lot recently. And they were trying to figure out, they have like little themes for their new years. I'm not going to mention it, who it is. Although, our, although our, his brother, his brother in hell. Although our listeners probably know. To. They were trying to think of rhymes for 2020. And they were like, 20 money? 20 funny? And I'm like, that none of that rhymes. Like 20 plenty rhymes for me. Like tw- you, you say twenty plenty. <laughs> like no, no, I, no. I don't talks. say the. I don't say the T. I don't say the T. I say twenty tw- plenty. I say, but I. I don't, I don't say. Tw- I feel like the the vowel is a little different. I don't say twenty. I say twenty. I say like T. I don't say T W U N N Y. Twenty twenty. That's what. I, that's my natural twenty. Funny. I say twenty. It's a. It's a different U. Mine. Mine is like twin. I'd say like. Twin. Okay. So what I want the audience to understand <laughs> is that we're going to stop doing this right now. Um, and that Casey, congratulations, recently got accepted to a master's program at the University of Berkeley, uh, California. Yay! Um, and he's going to be studying language and linguistics. Yeah. And he's just going to be insufferable about any time anyone says a word weird. I, well, uh, so, well, I'm, I'm going to be an authority. That's why. Some people, have, um, people <laughs> if I get someone on the street saying something wrong, they're going to have to listen. What, there was one episode we were li- uh, that I was listening to. And at one point you go, you know, I have a, a bachelor's of religious studies. And I laughed out loud. I was, no, I was listening I, to it. I, I, like my lord oh you didn't laugh in the uh, podcast that's weird um <laughs> yeah uh, show, anyway you should um, show restraint huh yeah, yeah yeah um what uh what what are we talking about oh yeah so so obviously uh we started off on a happy note talking about the word 20 yeah <laughs> um but uh, uh so 2020 got started and it sucks yeah <laughs> it, it escalated so quickly this was sort of uh, this was sort of a a metaphor for 2020 the way this episode yeah, started yeah. out it yeah, sort of started yeah. out with what the fuck's going on which is sort of <laughs> yeah. how the the decade this isn't a year in review episode it's a decade in review episode yeah and to be honest we're probably not going to spend a whole lot of time on that i feel like there's just too much because i also wanted to look forward a little bit yeah. And uh, I have a game to ambush you with, which we might cut oh, out, shit. frankly. Hey. Um, uh, so, yeah, and I'll, I'll give you a preview now. Um, and uh, I'll even share a link with you in order to not, not fuck with you too bad. You can edit out whichever one of these explanations you want. Or you can leave them all in for the, the sake of uh, the, the sausage getting made. Yeah, I like, I, like, I like for people to see how the sausage is made, which is... Yeah. Oh, I uh, saw this. So, I, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. this. So the the Trump campaign came out with a how to win an argument against your liberal snowflake whatever, um, and uh, so uh, I'm gonna uh, we'll, we'll, we can play a game later. I actually haven't looked at it, so you, you're in as much position to ask me one of these um, questions. It as looks I am like you. it's asking for a donation. Okay, so don't do that. <laughs> so you oh, and then you have to sign up. You have to sign up. No, you, you don't have to sign up. I, it's taken me through all this shit. If you go to edit that out obviously don't don't put the oh, okay here actually we go. plug here the go. website go. okay got you okay i just had to click off the yeah, yeah, big yeah. government socialism is one of them i love that shit but 2020 so we're, so we're going to do different things we're also just full disclosure at the end of the podcast we're going to be talking about star wars and it's going to be lame and shitty uh no it's gonna be good if you like star wars, <laughs> like star uh, wars. but also if you don't like star wars you can turn it off when we get there and also if you don't want spoilers you can also turn it off when we get there yeah no one could but, bl- no um, one could blame you for not wanting to hear us talk about star wars but also because uh, i just just a little taste i mean think what would star wars look like under socialism that's a weird thing know, to say. Wanna, That's a weird thing to say. I know it's it's a weird thing to say, but uh, I, uh, I I we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, 
Uh, for I think the biggest news, it, it's weird to even uh, like for, like not have mentioned it yet. Uh, it, it, well, two things I guess. Tw- the twenty twenties really shit shitastic start. Yeah. Um. So Australia's on fire. Yes. Uh, like uh, that's not good. No. Nope. Uh, it's pretty grim. Uh, and also, uh, like last week, uh, the the Trump administration assassinated uh, Qasem Soleimani, a uh, you know an Iranian military leader and the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, uh, which is you, you, some might say you know, I don't know an act of war. You know what I mean? So yeah, and then um, and then uh, Trump said that he was going to start destroying World Heritage sites in Iran, which is wild. Yeah, and that yeah. So I mean, although recently it's he to today know. today he said, "Come on, you know I'm not going to do that." I was just kidding. He said that today. He, uh, he and the way he framed it is like, "Look, I, I love laws. I'm not going to yeah, break laws." Yeah. And you're like, "You're a fucking crook. What are you talking yeah, about? You're breaking the law." Um, but when, when you kill this guy, you broke the law. Yeah, <laughs> you just assassinated a guy shit. at an airport. You just committed a war crime. Um, you dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, that was wild, and now we're on kind of the brink of war with Iran. It's not. Which, it's not wild. Like that seems glib. Like, but like it's so. It's awful. It, it's, it's so. It's, it's so. Par, but it's par from. I when people did this and everyone was like surprised Pikachu face. I was like, no, no, no one's surprised. But this is what America does, especially to Iran. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we haven't. Like this is a severe. No, it is. No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't no, I didn't mean to diminish it. But when people were like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is, this is America." Oh, when I first heard, "Don't catch you slipping I like, now." I was, um, I, I like a my my buddy from DC texted me, and I just go, I just go, "Fuck!" Real loud. Yeah, <laughs> sure. On CNN. Sure. And uh, and then, but the thing is, I turned on CNN and I immediately wanted to pull my eyeballs out for the yeah. next hour yeah, while yeah. I was watching. But uh, yeah, so I was watching CNN, and of course they had like Fareed Zakaria mm. and Max Boot sure. and all the people you really want. You really wanted their fucking opinions. Yeah, I, I want to you know, hear what these fucking liberals um, have to say about this. <laughs> well, also, people that were just like completely ambivalent about, or, or completely uh, supportive in Max Boot's case about yeah. uh, the war in Iraq. He's a, ba- he's a, um, he's a, I heard a lot of like bootlickers being like, "Hey, this guy's a bad dude. He was a bad dude. He had to go." And it was like that's what people said about Saddam Hussein, and it's like that's not. Really the, well, that's not really the point. It is a point. Bernie, it is the point in one conversation, but that's not the. Bernie made a good point today because uh, he he was talking to Anderson Cooper on on where else uh, CNN, but uh, uh, and uh, you know he was like, sure, you know, Cosmo Suleimani is a bad guy in a way that I think acknowledged how fatuous the statement is. Yeah. Um, but also while kind of pivoting to like. If this is our logic, what's gonna what 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 should compel a president not to assassinate the the prime minister of Iran? Yeah. What should compel a president not to assassinate uh, the president of uh, Russia? Yeah. Or uh, Kim Jong Un or blah blah blah. And we can talk about how there, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of. I mean, most world leaders are bad. <laughs> So. Yeah, well, especially the fucking generals. Like, yeah, well, yeah. what do you what do you think they did? Yeah. So, so you can always just kill whichever one you want, and then you're probably justified in saying they were bad guys. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, the thing it's is, it's all about interest. I mean, it's all like fucking cynical nonsense. Right, right. I mean, it's it's just it's not. It, it, there's no like notion of like any kind of. I don't know, like, it, there's, it, it's even, even to put it into words, because it's like, it's just not the same game that we're allowed to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? If so, like, for instance, if, um, 
you know, if if the cops kill someone next week, and they will, um, <laughs> so that was that was yeah. too glib, but no, they will. Uh, but like in someone like Dome's a police officer for killing someone that shouldn't that that like for murdering someone in the street. Um, where everyone's going to call that like awful and everything. Or if, you know, one of these fossil fuel executives that's literally killing the entire planet, um, uh, if he gets domed by an environmental activist, uh, every, no, no one's going to say, entertain for a moment that, oh, he had blood on his hands. Well, but the media the, just immediately picks up well, like, oh, the, yeah, cost him to the money. The state has the, uh, it has the sole right on just uh, violence. You know that, Adam. Uh, that's what, uh, was it Weber? Is that the one? I think Weber uh, was one we're... of them, but it wasn't originally Weber. It was someone else whose name I can't remember. It doesn't matter. They uh, have the monopoly on, monopoly on violence is what makes a state. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been told. But here's the thing about Weber. Total putts. <laughs> Total putts. Um, but no, I mean, sure. I mean, you, that's what states, that's what states claim. But the yeah. thing is, like, especially in a, in a state well, like Well, they don't United have to claim it. Just... We take it. We take it for granted now. Well, we also have like we're this country is awash in guns. Sure. Like, it, if we want to challenge the monopoly uh, of the state's monopoly on legitimate use of force, then we could fucking do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, a, we could. like it, it, it may not go well. Sure, no, but it like go well because I, I don't I can't just you know what one of the greatest injustices in this country is that I can't buy a fucking missile better. Yeah, sure, I, I understand that, but. Um, no, I mean, like, I don't know. Thanks, it, the, the The notion that, like, because someone, especially in the context of war, I mean, my God. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, th- that's been the most bizarre part of this is, like, because I, 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 like, I acknowledge Qasem Soleimani was a shitty dude. He killed a lot of Sunnis. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, as, as, during Iraq's Civil War. Is he worse than David Petraeus? Does he have more blood on his hands than any any given American general? Our, Fucking no. Our president's a shitty guy. But if, like, Iran killed him, we wouldn't be like, hey, shitty guy did. Uh, and like another extrapolate this another level, and there's there's a lot to like the 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 drone assassination of this general uh, itself. The guy was at an airport, like yeah. an international airport. Yeah. Can you imagine if like like so, an so American so was killed American at DFW military? airport? <laughs> yeah, like at DFW airport, like some like the the head of the CIA, yeah. or the uh, you know some some dipshit at the Pentagon gets uh, drone struck yeah. by by any any country in the world. Like we're not going to tolerate for a second that that that, that is that, that there's a lesson to be learned about uh, d- d- deterrence. Because first and... of all, that's that's terrifying. It's terrifying in a way that it's. But here's the thing: you're right. It's terrifying. But they they they're all calling this military leader a terrorist, which yeah. I thought that like don't get me wrong, the word terrorist has lost any fucking sure. sense of a definition. That seems like something like a shitty leftist parody. Like, oh, you could just call anyone a terrorist and kill them. That is what we're doing. <laughs> well, that is what that's doing. exactly that's exactly yeah, what's yeah. happening. And don't don't get me wrong. Obama is the one that was like sure. pioneering the, yeah. the, the definition. Fucking, fucking of drony drony McSky death yeah. was the, like the yeah, first yeah. dude taking people out. That was like I think the the hardest part for Obama was like leaving his favorite drone yeah. uh, when he left the White House. It was just maybe, like well, maybe they set him up with a with a kid of his own. And he's still still killing brown people with drones at, from the, his home. Like the probably someone in the State Department was like, no, that drone it's it's flying around in a on a a, a farm out in the country. And yeah. Obama was like, I know you're lying. <laughs> why was he? Why was he Bill Clinton? I, know, I, don't, I, I don't. I know you're lying. I was trying hey, to make him like sound hey, like he's crying. Hey, but. I, I know you're lying. And then, and then Ronald Reagan would be like, uh, <laughs> Ronald Reagan would be like, well, I guess <laughs> if they're dead, they're dead. 
Do Warren G. Harding. <laughs> God damn it, Chewbacca. He's Nick Nolte? Yeah. Nick Nolte played Warren G. Harding. You remember that? Uh, is that true? Yeah. Read a book. <laughs> Warren G. Harding was in The Mandalorian for... I've got some liter- literature you should read. Oh, I don't want to read your literature. Um, but, uh, and then the, the obviously the other component of this... Um, oh, is that, uh, like, this general was in, like, uh, Soleimani was invited by the Iraqi prime minister yeah. into the country, which everyone was like, you know, the U S they, they had their intelligence. They found out where it was. He was at the fucking airport yeah, because yeah. he was invited into the country. Yeah, he, he wasn't, he wasn't in a, in a two by two hole in the ground. Like Saddam Hussein was. Yeah. 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 It, but that's like one of the more fascinating aspects of this is that, you know, probably like, I imagine what happened is like, the intelligence that we knew where Suleimani was was and was going to be is because the Iraqis told us because yeah. they they thought that this was part of a peace process. Iraq playing a middleman between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Um, uh, little did they know that like actually we we were, were going to fucking ruin your fucking day <laughs> and probably you know the next yeah. few years depending on how the next few months play out. Um, but like the, unfortunately, all of the the like the the future of the region is now completely in Iran's hands. Like, like they like, and we've put them in a, a really fucked up strange position because obviously there's been sanctions in Iraq for uh, Iran for many, many years, or, or I think since 20, I guess it's just 2018 or something since, uh, since Trump reinstituted them. But, uh, you know that's put their their people in a, a particular situation. Why did, and why, did even this, the, why did this happen? Like if you like peel back the curtain, in your opinion, why did this happen at its most base well, level? Oh, a hundred percent. Suleimani got killed because uh, Trump wanted to take pressure off, like domestic uh, pressure on his uh, scrutiny on his administration. He's yeah. facing impeachment. Yeah. That's why I wanted to do this. Yeah. I mean, th- this happened literally the same day that, like, a new email came out from, like, Defense Department people and one of them saying, like, yeah, we just heard from POTUS to not release the Ukraine aid. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's, like, literally, like, we were, we were getting, like, just pretty definitive evidence at the, like, uh, the, the day of. And actually the day after, which was funny, kind of funny, John Bolton, who, I who pro- the probably the only thing that, can get blood into John Bolton's evil old dick anymore is the notion of war with Iran. So the, like he was, he was probably thrilled, but he still like the day after Suleimani got killed by the United States. Uh, like he came out and said that he'd be willing to testify at Trump's impeachment. Yeah. So, which is, which is interesting because they, they despise one another, but also like Bolton was like, Ooh, he's probably, he's probably happier than he's ever been. You know, in his adult life, since he was probably since he like Christmas when he was fourteen years old, he hasn't been as happy. Because uh, is is that is that the uh, is that the year that his fucking glorious stash started coming in? (laughs) I don't know, man. Fucking walrus stash. At some at some point, I mean, these people are all evil and kind of like it's it's always fascinating to think about like how someone gets to you know uh, being this awful. I guess I guess at some point when you get enough power you sort of get used quickly to like human lives sort of being pawns for your like little yeah, short term desires. I, that's what I mean. It's at some point, John Bolton became a, a sociopath yeah. and, uh, you know, and just a, a narcissist bastard. And I, and I'm joking that it was at 14. I have no idea when it happened, but it happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
there's 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 been so much ridiculousness that's come out about this assassination um between uh, the, the reactions from some of the candidates wasn't there released have... wasn't there released today that that the uh that there's enough votes to move forward with the uh de-officization of the president uh i didn't hear that i mean i thought i saw that I before think... we got on i thought i saw an alert or something well like it, it's the, it, the what i heard is that you know the 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 current status is that pelosi They've passed. They they've acquired articles of impeachment in the House. They passed it, but they haven't delivered it to the Senate because they want assurances that the Senate, which is controlled by the Republicans, is going to have a fair process and have a trial. The Republicans, meanwhile, are saying we're not going to call witnesses. We're not going to like. We don't need to have a fair trial. I've heard all I need to hear, um, and they're they're pretty much guaranteeing they're like the like they have the numbers. If as long as they can maintain unity in the party, then they're they're gonna you know basically acquit Trump and move on. That's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and today, basically, McConnell as 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 far as I say, I, I've I saw, I didn't read very closely. McConnell announced that he had the votes to move forward in the Senate, and they did, and that he didn't, he wasn't going to wait for Pelosi, which puts Pelosi in a situation. But is she going to release it or move forward in terms of dismissing it? Move forward in terms of basically having the trial without even having been have the articles of impeachment delivered. So, like, I mean. And that's what's kind of funny, like especially juxtaposed to the Suleimani assassination, is like Buttigieg's response to it um, was like, oh, you know, uh, you know, Suleimani was evil and you know probably deserved it, and he had blood on his hands. But you know, we, uh, you got to follow the rules. That's the important yeah. thing. You, you're supposed to like go through. You got you got to you got to get the right paperwork, <laughs> and, then, you, you, and then you listen. Can do it. You got to do the studies. You got to you got to yeah, get yeah. the experts on it. Yeah, you're supposed to have a focus group yes. uh, to decide, uh, but uh, no. So, uh, but like, but the Republicans, meanwhile, like they have no compunction with just like fuck the rules. Like, yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> gives a shit. Um, well, because the because Repub- like the people who vote Republican are also like, yeah, fuck the rules, just do what needs to be done. Enough with all this bureaucratic nonsense. But they're the same people that wave around the Constitution sure. like it's yeah. Uh, yeah. the sacred texts. Um, they wave it especially but, when the president's black. Remember that? Remember that? Remember that? Remember that graphic that came out when when Obama was president, where it was him standing on the Constitution in the middle of the street, oh, yeah. like George Washington no, was like sad. Yeah, no, well, yeah, he was surrounded by all the previous presidents that yeah. are that are like what? Yeah, it was like under his foot, and I was like, I think most of them are angry because he's black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why George Washington was so pissed off. George Washington yeah. was like, "Oh no, who gave him a suit?" <laughs> uh but uh uh yeah there's i don't know there's so many weird things there was the the claim that we have to discuss this i didn't want to spend too much on this because it's so no fuck it it's our it's our big 2020 uh, by the way this episode has to be called hindsight is and then not 2020 something that break like we have to miss the mark and be like hindsight is easier than (laughs) like (laughs) we have to completely miss the opportunity Hindsight is when you. Hindsight is very easy to see with your vision. Hindsight um, is easy. <laughs> uh, but uh, so there's this bizarre claim that, like, like number one, the 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 number one rule about 
you know, the U.S. marching to war is believe nothing (laughs) these fucking people say to the media, even anonymously, because it's all probably bullshit. Was there a story the next day that that Iran had found an oil deposit? But I hadn't heard anything else about that. There was, well, at BBC, it was actually from November. So everyone is saying that this is like the war for oil. I I actually am... Uh, am I more cynical or less cynical by believing it's just about impeachment? I, yeah, I, I know. know. That's what I was trying um, – because normally I'd be like, ah, I don't know. But I'd be like, fucking maybe. <laughs> like, who knows? I, yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, uh, oh, the, the, there was this – there's a story in the New York Times that basically said, like the Pentagon officials gave Trump some kind of weird – rpg style set of choices that was like you know like renegade uh, or paragon yeah exactly and one of, one of them was like uh it, i've actually been playing um outer worlds and if you yeah. if you set your intelligence to really low you get special uh, dialogue options <laughs> for being a dumbass and i feel like that's what happened with trump oh, i've seen he, those playthroughs i've seen those playthroughs yeah yeah <laughs> yeah now that i'm thinking about um, it yeah and uh, they were like, you know, the, the situation is very complex in Iraq and things are escalating. And, uh, you know, the protesters are kind of things are getting weird at the embassy. And option one was like, uh, you know, huh? uh, work, work <laughs> with the local government to uh, try to defuse the situation and try to find oh. some aid package. That, no. uh, but Trump, uh, he didn't have the necessary dialogue skills to, oh. um, to unlock that pathway. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and so then, have you, uh, have you been having fun with this game? Just irritating people by being like, not getting it. Just, huh? Wait, no, oh, what? No, I, 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 my character does not have access to the dumb uh, okay. dialogue trees, but okay. my character, my character is fucking brilliant. You're, 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 I'm like, <laughs> Hey, your character in real life has all the access to those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, stupid bitch. But <laughs> yeah, he just goes around intimidating people. Yeah. You dumb bitch. Uh, hey friend. <laughs> hey mister. <laughs> hey mister. Yeah. 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 Oh. Giving him the Arthur Morgan, but anyway, enough about video Ring games. Ring a ding, dude. Um, what so, is so that? the the claim is that you know they gave Trump like four options, one of them being kill Soleimani, which is like they thought was so extreme that it would make the other do- options look more palatable. Because like, no, they're, they're alleging that this is how they treat the president. Um, I mean, I hope. I mean, I know. I it's think true. I don't think it's true. I, know it's I don't. True, I, but I, I wish it wasn't. No, I don't. I don't think it's true. I think this is kind of like like the idea that they they go in with like a red folder, a blue folder, a green folder. We know that's that's the type of shit they do, though, and, right? And then like he chooses an order, and they're trying to gear him to choose, let's say, the blue folder, and then he chooses the wrong one, and they're just like, oh, he said to do it, and then they walk out of the room. But, like that's not actually no. how decisions are made. No, it's not. Uh, like uh, and like his 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 administration is full of dumbasses. So. Yeah. Uh, like I guarantee you, like well, and he's he, lo- and he's loaded his bench with like people who will say yes to whatever he wants to do. Yeah, but but I mean, the reason I think it's about impeachment is because it was like I think it was like last year. I could be wrong, but there was like another incident that I think maybe when they shot the drone down or something, and that's that was one of the other frustrating thing about hearing about on CNN. Like, um, and, you know, earlier this year, Iran shot down a drone, and I was like, who gives a shit? Yeah, who gives an, a shit? An, an unmanned drone. If, uh, if countries were like coming over here with drones, we'd be shooting them down too. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be like, we wouldn't be saying, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't do this." They'll get mad at us. No, fuck that. Yeah, let's file a complaint with the. Uh, yeah, let's go through, through the proper channels. The Pete Buttigieg story. The proper, the proper, <laughs> let's go through the proper chan- channels. The Pete Buttigieg story. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so, but it, it, the, 
like this is when John Bolton was still in the administration. He was like trying to go Trump into like striking Iran and starting a war. And Trump was like, nah. And it, like everyone was like, good job. Don't do that. Yeah. And it, there was like reports about him like, but like, like shitting on John Bolton. Like, ah, oh, you just want to nuke them all, don't you, little bitch? You know, yeah. st- stuff like that, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, because that, that, like, if that's all you wanted to do, that'd be a really like funny reason to put John Bolton in your cabinet is just make fun of him to his face every day. Uh, <laughs> that's but why no, I do it. It, tur- it turns out that like he didn't want to do it then, but like suddenly, you know, now he wanted he's being it as impeached. an ace. In the, he wanted it as an ace in the hole. Case like I think I think. Donald Trump is the type of guy where he keeps things in his pocket in case there's a well, scandal. I don't. First of all, I think he's. I think he's a dumbass. So no, I don't think it was like 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 very far sighted. I don't like, know. Nah. I, I think he's shrewd enough to do that. I mean, all right. So there there is this video from like that he put on Twitter in like 2011 or something, 2012. That he was like, Obama's going to attack Iran. Uh, that way he can get reelected because like. And even though that that wasn't true, because that, that let's let there's no reason to believe that was true. Um, uh, I like how he's like, "Hey, let's bomb Iran so I can get reelected." But yeah, n- the reason he thought that was true is because that's how his dumb brain yeah. works. Yeah, like uh, he thinks that like I don't know because I think you know this is different than Iraq in that Iraq it was like riding on this baffling jingoistic nationalistic surge post nine eleven yeah. that people bizarrely had like renewed faith in institutions yeah and, th- and like it, there was like a build up there was a case being made yes. it was like yes. kind of bizarre it, seemed, it seemed like it seemed like they were going back and forth with it a little bit it seemed like it, this is just sort of like fuck do it hurry do it this was yeah i mean it was just like breaking news uh we're we're basically at war we, we're, if we're offering generals i mean i don't know what else to call it but in unrelated news trump's been met, meeting with uh, the saudis um well, I'm sure the Saudis shit their pants when they saw this news. They were, you know, because um, like, they're like, they, hey, know, buddy, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't think like the Saudis are a bunch of jackals, but yeah. I don't think that they they were uh, too no, thrilled when they, they saw the news. They, they, they like to keep all their blood and stuff like off the streets and keep like a nice, shiny, pretty veneer. Yeah, they like to chop up journalists, yeah. but like they don't, they don't want to. They, like, they, to, they, they, they like, like to kill teenagers for holding hands, but like you don't, they don't, they don't, you don't put it all on the news and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't, you don't do it at an airport. No, yeah, come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Uh, Iran's like the like the 1950s in America. Like, sure, they're killing a lot of a lot of black people, but then there's the you know the cleavers with the white picket fence, and you know vacuuming the floor with jewels on, and yeah, yeah. that's what that's well, what the good old days are. I think that they have no like the Saudis. It's interesting because they don't have an issue like just bombing uh, like lit- literal goat herders in yeah. Yemen. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean that as a as a di- as disrespect. Goat herders, it's a noble profession, and fuck you if you think that's like something to make fun of someone for. Yeah. But like, I mean, they're you know they're just they have like the people with pastoral lives in nor- nor- northern Yemen. Uh, that have the unfortunate, you know, they're too close to like Houthi rebels that sure. don't d- that don't think that uh, the the ruler of Yemen uh, should be the ruler of Yemen because the Saudis want to be the ruler of Yemen. Uh, they have this audacious idea. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to get into Yemen anyway. I I, I used to work on. <laughs> I know like, you're probably you're probably going so the, like, the Middle East rabbit hole now. Sorry. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, but they don't, they don't want to like go to war with Iran. Iran could actually hurt them back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that like, they, they don't, they don't have a problem bombing Yemen or pouring money onto, onto like, 
uh, uh, Sunni militias in Iraq to cause all kinds of mayhem. The next day after this happened, the New York Times is like, "Uh oh, Israel, you ready? Watch out!" Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're not wrong. I mean, yeah, but like in Lebanon, it might kick off there, it might kick off who knows where. So, I mean, that's like I said, it just depends on how scary Iran, times Iran responds. I mean. And then the the other bizarre thing that happened, I think, yesterday is that, uh, you know, it, Iraq, the parliament voted to, like, order the Americans to leave. Yeah. And then, uh, like, the American – and then at first, like, Trump was like, no, if you, uh, if you order us to leave, we're going to put sanctions on you. And so I was like, fuck, I guess we're just – like the occupation is like officially back now. Um, And then, uh, and then later there was this letter that was sent that was like uh, from a, like a military person, like a general. And he was like, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be removing our forces from Iraq. We respect your decision. And then later the, the, he had to like resend it. Esper, the, like the acting DOD guy was like, was like, nope, that was a mistake. We're not yeah. leaving Iraq. So it's, it's just like... I like how there's the, clearly... I like the, soldier, the soldiers had the right intention. Like, you want us out? Nope, fair enough. We're going. Well, there's there's just clearly um, a, a power... Like, uh, there's a there, there are a lot of different factions wrestling for power. Yeah, they're not working as a cohesive unit. But it's, not, it's not a cohesive ideological unit. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, cohesive yeah there's nothing cohesive about this administration there there's there's a lot of fighting going on beneath the surface that we're not seeing yeah. which is itself kind of like troubling. entertaining but also like they're entertaining are, and troubling it, it, it's honestly it's like a i don't know it's like a chimpanzee holding a pence a pistol there's there's like a lot of iranian and iraqi people that might get killed yeah uh, uh because of like this dumb bullshit um, because you know, I don't know, for, essentially for Trump's pride, uh, because of uh, hawks and their view. Because the weird thing is like this notion that like ah, the people that were supporting this, like oh, we killed Soleimani, uh, and now uh, he's you know he he like like it was it was a good thing to do, and now well, I don't even know what the logic is. There might not might yeah, be what some do we people think? that are like, do we care about the Iranian people now? Because that's a first. No, but like I mean, no, I mean very like. Frankly, Qasem Soleimani, he's like really popular in Iran with the Iranian people. That's, he, what, that's he, what I'm. He beat he beat the Americans in Iraq. I know that's but uh, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what um, usually happens. Where like he was a brutal, but then the people like him, and it's like, well, no, I mean he was brutal in terms of you know. I mean we we worked with him in beating ISIS. There's no yeah. question that uh, you know there were civilians hurt in that campaign just as there were civilians hurt in his support for uh, Shia militias in Iraq during the civil war. There were were civilians hurt because of our support for Sunni militias uh, during uh, and and different actors in the Iraqi civil war. Yeah. There's 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 always civilian casualties. Yeah. And that, that's not, that's not said to give anyone a pass, but it's like, um, we need to keep that in mind. Uh, what was I, where was I going with this? Oh, that like like now that Qasem Soleimani is dead, literally nothing changed. Like it doesn't doesn't destabilize Iran. They just replace him with some other guy, right? Yeah. It doesn't. And he, becomes uh, a mar- he becomes a martyr, you know, of the of America. Oh yeah, the, there was like an ocean of people that came out like across Iran in different places. Hamene um, was crying on TV. Sure, um, but uh, so like, yeah, it's it's. Like all they've done is put the Iranian leadership, who was already under a lot of pressure, into a position where probably they have to be seen as responding. 
Yeah. You know, as like, and so, and what, however they respond, it's like the U S is going to respond because we're led by a dipshit. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to say, look what they're doing. That's, that's what the, the West loves doing. And the West, I'm including Israel in this. They, they love like poking and poking and poking. And when the other people like slap the hand away, they're like, Whoa. Yeah. Violent. They do the, the kind of like I'm not touching you. Yeah, exactly. Except we, we very much touched them this time. Yeah. 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 Anyway, anyway, yeah. So, show in the Middle East, sort of as always, because of the United States. Yeah, ca- caused like, by us. Like we're yeah. yeah. Fuck. So that's looking forward. That feels pretty good. Yeah. That um, looks. That's 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 good. We got that. Look, set. the the bright spot for you know moving into the twenty twenties um, is like this is I know I know this is like the the dumbass thing to say because it's said every time. But this this election like actually matters. Yes. Like the like the choice between Hillary and Donald Trump, frankly, especially when it comes to war with Iran, it may not have mattered, right? Because Hillary was would probably have been down. She probably wouldn't have tore up. The, it would have probably mattered in terms of having kids in concentration camps, though. No, because that started under Obama. I mean, we we were we were we were uh, putting. Uh, immigrants in detention facilities under Obama. The, the like a lot of the like that's the thing. A lot of pictures that you see from ICE detention facilities, right, like especially at the beginning, they were old pictures. You know what I mean? Now and now we're starting to detain Iranian Americans. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, you know, I, I, so I will say that I don't think that there's a huge difference between. Hillary and Trump and in some in many ways it's it's pretty stark but in in terms of like uh you know saber rattling with Iran sure I guess that's true I think that like I don't know that Hillary would have you know, backed out of the Iran agreement but I think that she would have uh she would have had no problem like getting us into a war with Iran Do you think she would have ba- think she would have backed out of the Paris climate accords no but the Paris climate accords were kind of like half-assed anyway yeah I mean, don't be wrong. We're, we were better with them than without them, but sure. Um, specifically, we were. If you're in a low-lying uh, island nation and you're not as pale as I am, then it probably yeah. wasn't really gr- a lot, like uh, you, it better for you was probably not how you described the, par- the Paris Climate Accords. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So I feel like we're already kind of looking backward in that in that case. So, but Instagram. What, yeah, so you have any, <laughs> yeah, any hot takes about the 2010s? Any, any, um, any memories? No, not hot takes. All my, all my stuff's really good and, and uh, thoughtful, but icy, just icy just takes. Icy takes. Um, we, we read. Did you read the article about the sort of? Uh, I'll be quite honest with you. I skimmed all of the articles. I did. I did, too. did not. I did. Read too. I looked at the. Were... I looked at the subtitles. So a lot of them were about like how in the last decade stuff like Instagram. Yeah, fuck that. That's this, boring as hell. That's it. That was boring. But what do you the, think about Instagram? I, I have no feelings on it. I have no feelings uh, about Instagram. Who gives that, a shit? Uh, so in uh, this decade, we had the Arab Spring, which is something you sort of uh, that's true. Were were, were, uh, were there on the on the ground for? Kind I was, of. Yeah, I did my master's degree um, in uh, Egypt. And uh, I was there from 2010 to 2012. And yeah, uh, it, it kicked off in Egypt. It was pretty rad. I ran from police. That was the first time I, I inhaled the sweet, sweet smell of tear gas, you know? And let's talk about the, uh, the successes. I mean, uh, Tunisia uh, got a new leader, uh, Democratic government. Tunisia is in a good spot. Everyone shits on the Arab Spring. Um, but I mean, and, was it Tunisia one of the only, like, 
real like systemic changes? Um, I mean, there were a lot of systemic changes, but like in Egypt, there was a systemic change, but it ended up, you know, jumping from one pile of shit into another pile of shit, right? I mean, uh, systemic change. I mean, there, there, there was a completely like instead of like a hereditary, you know. I don't know. Ben Ali has been had been there for years and years. I'm pretty sure the government is is those like coalitions within par- parliament. It's very much a multi party okay. like parliament parliamentary system. Not unlike Israel, frankly. And um, sometimes that can be kind of uh, you know can tie your hands in terms of yeah. like coalition building. But yeah, they've. I mean, they've been getting it done. I mean, it, things have been difficult at times. You feel like you know, Israel's I, better off post uh, Arab Spring. Uh, no, the, I mean they they have basically. A, no, a, I, a, I I meant Egypt. Oh, Egypt, no, Egypt's fucked. But it, but Israel's an interesting question because like while the Arab Spring has like resulted uh, change, not not always for the better in a lot of different places. Israel, it's been Netanyahu the whole time. How can we get a sw- how can we get a swing to the left in Israel? I think the country's fucked. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's not unlike like pondering like in uh, during the age of like peak ethnic cleansing and genocide in the United States um, against the native population. Like, mm, how are we going to get people to see the light on this issue? It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's too, I mean, fu- it's too fundamental to the workings of the country. Yeah. I mean, if I, I, I mean, I think it's going to take frankly uh, armed resistance and external pressure um, you yeah. know, uh, like maybe the United States could could stop giving them a few billion dollars every year. Um, maybe maybe we could, maybe, 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 maybe we could Suleimani Israel <laughs> drone strike drone strike Israel when it goes to the airport. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm not gonna Man, comment that's, on that's fucking funny, bro. Thanks. But uh, the hold on, I had but, an, I had another one that I wanted to throw at you and and okay. pick your brain on um, Occupy Wall Street. I was in Egypt for Occupy Wall Street, but I feel but, like yeah. I feel like that changed a lot of the. I feel like that put that sort of conversation into a bigger context. Yeah, uh, where we're, we're hearing about it a lot more. I feel like it's infiltrated, quote unquote, the the language now of our of our mainstream politics. I think Occupy was huge because that was, um, you know, that was like the first time like there was this huge moment where people were organizing in the United States with with social media. Do you think that facilitated um, our current thing where we can have Bernie like on the t- on the ticket? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because I think that that was the beginning of like, hey, there's there's a big constituency for more radical politics. People and people, people were people meeting. saw each other. They saw each exactly. other. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. People yeah. saw each other. They knew that they weren't alone. And you know, it was you know, unfortunately, the media always portrayed it as a circus. They would yeah. go to Z- Zuccotti Park and find the biggest weirdo they could and say like, look at these people. This yeah. guy doesn't have a shirt on, you know, like, yeah. uh, um, but, uh, and, and, you know, in terms of like, uh, cause I, I remember, I don't remember the details, but I remember the media like, uh, interviewing someone who clearly had some mental health issues. I, I, I think I want to say it was like NBC or something, but also it was a trans woman and yeah. like, they never like, uh, they mentioned that they were trans, uh, but they, and they didn't like belittle that, but it was like, it was basically 
a, the type of representation that like today, like you would be like, look, this person needs help, and you're like, yeah. putting you're putting them in a position where they have to like represent, represent people an entire and movement. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, also, it, it 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 was kind of done in a way that like, oh, they're weird. Yeah, you know, sure, this sure. is not normal. And looking back on the 2010s, I feel like trans representation has really, really changed. Sure. Um, and like it, it's you know they're gonna do a Save by the Bell reboot, and the main character is gonna be trans. Uh, Zach is the, the, no, no, no. no. It's a, it's it's the next generation. Oh, okay. They're gonna be alongside the the OC, the original cast. The o, it's, it's going to be not, one I, universe. The OC. No, I didn't mean to say OC. I meant OC. Oh. I, didn't, I meant OC to stand for original cast, but then I realized OC was a show. <laughs> okay. I, I thought you meant like the show from the aughts, the OC. No, 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 like, no. But fuck? apparently, apparently, like uh, the actors from the original one are going to be in this. I thought they were building like a big Marvel universe type shit with like. <laughs> Man, where's Dustin Diamond? Yeah, needed. This season, we're going to Dawson's Creek. <laughs> we're going to kill Mister Building. <laughs> Mr. Bell- Belling's like Zordon. He, he's uh, yeah. he's like a gaseous face. Yeah. Remember Zordon from Power Rangers? I do. Um, Rangers. Um, also, <laughs> I had three things picked out of this one article. It was it was Arab Spring, Occupy Wall Street, and Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones was was a thing that happened in this last decade. I guess you yeah. and I did. A, you, um, we did an episode about it. Yeah, I, I know that, we did. That, that we, we probably need to be held accountable for. What did we say? What did we even say? We call it. We call it the Euron Greyjoy fan cast. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that now. No, it was it was a bad season. It was it was uh, yeah. yeah. It was unfortunate. It was a cultural touch, we, and we're we're not ashamed for doing like uh, pop culture stuff. Like we we try yeah, to yeah. occasionally do some pop culture stuff, but <laughs> sometimes it's more uh, I don't know masturbatory than it than it has to be probably. Let's see. There was there, all right. So there, there, I I categorized, I, I categorized. That's what I'm gonna say. That's how I say it. Go for it. I I, I categorize things into like um, I have one section called bullshit. Um, the, Did the you? bad things that happened. Uh, no, Where? I have my I have some notes. That's all. Oh, oh, um, you have some secret notes, huh? Uh, there's the there's an old joke that you like. You have the uh, the 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 agenda and then you have the 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 secret agenda and then you have the private agenda i don't know uh, it's, it's a stupid thing anyway um is that a joke i like <laughs> no 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 i thought you said it was a joke i thought you said it was a joke that i like i was like oh okay it's interesting uh it's a joke you love uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah joke that's how i'm gonna begin every joke i ever tell from now on <laughs> here's joke. a joke you love uh, <laughs> it's like the yeah. reverse jesselnick <laughs> instead of saying that was a great joke it's yeah. like here's a joke you love um is is Jessica canceled yet? I feel like No, he's been canceled. He he was canceled is he? in the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's always been sort of a misogynistic piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's but 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 Adam, it's a persona. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh comedians, uh we haven't talked about uh yeah. uh Little Richard uh from I'm not going to call Ricky Gervais Little Richard. That's oh. inappropriate. <laughs> like, I was about to be like, wow, that's a yeah, I uh, his 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 because Little Richard is cool. <laughs> no, Little Richard is cool as hell. I I don't like Ricky Gervais. I think he's super smug and self righteous. What? And, yes, yes. Shut up, Adam. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like like incels love him because he's he's all like oh Terry Gilliam from Monty Python, sort of in a similar vein. Him, uh, Stephen, not Stephen Wright. 
I tell you, men can never sing anything these days. <laughs> yeah. no, uh, Stephen, I hope Stephen uh, Fry. Stephen, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. I was thinking of Stephen Fry. I know. Uh, I hope Stephen John, Fry doesn't cancel. No, I, hope I don't think. He I hope he's pure. Uh, but John Cleese, like they're all like, it's it's this like Joe Rogan. All all male comedians are these days are like, oh god, you can't say anything with fucking me too, and like there's our freedom of speech. And Ricky Gervais is yeah. in that vein of like, oh, we need our freedom. And he was like telling. Uh, you know, he was saying because you work for these big, you know, horrible corporations, actors don't get up here and, and take political stances. And I don't, I don't think that's a good take. I, I think, I think that even we all live in capitalism, which is evil, but we can still make political stances that are that challenge it. And I think, yeah, we especially because it wasn't long after that that I saw like uh, I didn't watch the Emmys to be clear, <laughs> or the Golden Globes, or the fuck it was. Who gives a shit? Is the Emmys the Golden Globes? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I can't. I think the Golden I've been, Globe. I've been experiencing is like, this whole thing simply through my news feed. <laughs> okay, me too. But like, I uh, I saw that like uh, you know um, Russell Crowe got up and said something about the, the how his country is on fire. Yeah, and like it's it's a weird take to say that these people have no right to uh, yeah. to say things that they're moved by, especially and, and, like, and like a lot of a lot of like like female like actors got up and said you know made made us think said things about misogyny and and i think that's those things need to be said you can't say no you can't say that because you know he thinks that all he thinks you mentioned to me that he thinks that all uh you know politics is about grandstanding and being seen and and uh that, i mean because i think that's what it is for him yes that's exactly. what it is for him he, he's he's a he seems like kind of a shallow person uh in in that regard so i think he thinks that when people are getting up there they're doing what's called virtue signaling which is a a very popular thing on the right to say that everything is virtue signaling because they don't have uh values well the right right virtue signals all the time anytime you you see talking about about virtue signaling is a virtue signal exactly i mean when you see dipshits online that are that make the same exact joke over and over about like uh I have uh, more arguments than you have genders, and you're like, well, yeah. yeah, you have you have you have two arguments, okay? So that that's all you have. Um, yeah, Jordan Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, like these, are, they make their career in virtue signaling. That, that's what they do. They build this fan base because they're like, hey, I represent uh, you. I talk really fast, so you think I'm smart, and I put a little stank on it. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen that picture of him with sort of disheveled hair, and he's holding a pistol with a silencer on it? <laughs> No, what yeah. is that? I, <laughs> I gotta find it. And that's on. what Santa gave him to ho- play with in the oh, workshop. I gotta show that you. Day. This. I'm gonna show you it on my phone. I'm gonna show you it on my phone because it made me very sad. This picture. <laughs> now, Ben, you gotta be careful of that. <laughs> He's such a fucking oh, stooge. Oh. He does have the energy of a cop, though. You know what I mean? He, no, he has big time cop energy. He he's has, like, like five he, foot two. You guys better stop making fun of me, or I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> yeah, and, but he, but also he'd probably be terrified in any, in any given situation, um, like Amber Geiger. Ooh, too real. <laughs> I, I, I fuck, people are like, "Hey, she walked in." I, I, it's still they're still talking about it. By the way, her attorney is like. Listen, when she walked in and thought she was in danger, she was in cop mode. So she has a responsibility. To, and I was like, she shouldn't be in cop mode. It wasn't her apartment. It wasn't her apartment. <laughs> there's there's no. The, he's like, there's not ha- many other professions you can do that. You know? he's like, you he's like, like, she, like, she had a reasonable doubt. that the, I was like, no, she, it was not reasonable. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. not a reasonable doubt. Uh, like, well, the thing is, at best, it's like, it's like, you know, uh, what is it? negligent homicide it's well not, well, not, well that's not the, like the 
that's the other thing that sort of characterized this last decade is our conversation about the ridiculous uh, murder that occurs in this country every single day by the police. It's it hadn't it didn't start happening in this last decade, but we certainly started having more of a conversation about it, and it started being reported a lot more. Yeah, um, I mean, I think again, I think this is not unlike Occupy and what yeah, I said exactly. about social media, but like now that like people you know, realize there's support any, for this. Yeah, any whether it's you know Trayvon Martin or Eric Garner yeah. or um, uh, you know uh, Botham Jean in Dallas recently, yeah, um, uh, or the I forget her name another another Dallas story uh, where she was in her home babysitting and some yeah, cop, cop walked in the like backyard. In her backyard, Jesus, yeah. We went uh, we went to school with her. She was or we didn't go to school with her. She was a few years behind us. She went school. to our school. Yeah, it was wild, but. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. That, I mean, that that to me is like kind of the uh, one of the the there's like an, a lot of awful shit in the 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 teens. Let's call them, no, I don't call it, the teens are good. The Zoomers, they're 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 the they're a bright spot in terms of like looking into the 2020s. I think. Yeah. But uh, in terms of the tens, let's call it the tens because that's yeah. a hard mistake. But um, you know, there was the Black Lives Matter movement. There was Occupy. There was the we've Arab gotten, Spring. We've gotten to the heart of a lot of stuff that's been missing from our political discourse since the beginning. Like, instead of just yeah. going after uh, sort of uh, um, symptomatic stuff, yeah. there's been and a lot post, of things that have happened. And, you know, post-2016 and the election of Donald Trump, I mean, like, we have, like, a socialist movement in the United yeah. States Yeah, now. we do, yeah. Um, it's, it's on the agenda. Like, like, uh, Hillary shit the bed and everyone was like, Bernie would have won and they, he would have, uh, and we're going to, we're going to fucking prove it. We've got like 30 days until Iowa. So and, article I tagged you on where it's like, Bernie's not, he cannot beat Trump. Stop voting for Bernie. He cannot. Yeah. I, I saw the article. It was, it was, uh, in the daily beast. Yes. I, I, I didn't read it. By, by the- Alec, well, our good friend Alex made the uh, comment that, uh, the guy who wrote the article was uh, supported Trump in uh, in 2016. Yeah, it wasn't our uh, good friend Alex. It was me. Uh, oh, I, was that you? <laughs> it was me. <laughs> yeah. I, I no, guess I, I get confused because no one uses their fucking real name on Facebook. I, I do. I don't know your real name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I uh, no, I, I googled the guy's name, and it turns out he he was, like endorsed Donald Trump in 2016. Why would anyone take his advice about what the Democrats should do? Well, because um, out of the Daily Beast is nonpartisan; like they take all you know, they they're on about all sides. Being the argued. Daily Beast is a liberal rag, sure, <laughs> yeah. um, and they claim to be you know centrist, but the centrist is a is a discreet political position. It's, centrist, it's not, centrist, centrist, centrist are cowardly conservatives. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't even know if I would. I mean, I think that's fair. I think that liberals are like, like they, they're the, they're the status quo. Maybe a little technocratic adjustments here and there. The no, con- they are the. I always say that the conservatives are the status quo plus fascism. Liberals are the status quo. Mm-hmm. And then there's the left. Who's like, let's, let's 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 fuck all this up. Um, but anyway, um, so that, that those uh, that to me is one of the bright spots. Also, uh, I think it was, um, uh, what was, I think it was, I want to say it was 2016. It might have been before that, 2015 maybe. Um, the Supreme Court uh, 
uh, all the all, of all the white people in the Supreme Court decided yeah. that uh, that uh, gay people should get uh, uh, should get married. And I shouldn't say that because obviously uh, Sandra Sotomayor and and you know, Clarence it, Thomas, it, frank, frankly, probably well, Clarence Thomas definitely voted against. Sure, uh, gay, I mean, gay fuck marriage. him, but he's not. But, but, he, but, but he's not it, it, it wasn't just the white people on the Supreme Court. I was joking that the Supreme Court is too white, and it is. Yeah. No, it but, is too white. Um, yeah. Everything's and, and ooh, it's getting wider. Um, but yeah. anyway, um, uh, uh, drug legalization. Yeah, uh, that's we saw, pretty we saw, legit. We saw a lot of states legalize Mary Jane, and now there's conversations about LSD and ketamine. Um, but I feel like that's going to be very entrenched. Is this good for recording? No, it's not. Don't put your hand in front of your mouth. Why not? Um, <laughs> Do you ever feel like you're in a plastic bag? Uh, the, so All the, the time. Um, so, yeah, but uh, what, what do you think about, I mean, that's that's got a class component to it, right? The the drug laws. It's good. I mean... Um, Everything has a class component. It does. I mean, sure, it has a class component. It's definitely better for... I mean, for, you know, it's the kind of thing we never should have been illegal. Even if, even if you buy the logic of, like... Um, prohibition on, on an any excuse, kind of drugs. It was an excuse to harass the working class and people well, of color, spe- specifically black folks. Yeah. yeah, and and hippies at one point. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, but yeah, I mean the 2010s. It, it. I mean, I guess like for me, the 2010s, the way I remember it. I mean, like personally, I've I've changed a lot in the yeah, 2010s too. Right. Our listeners so, have heard it happen a little bit. That's true. Um, and if but like, listened, yeah, if you've listened since the beginning, I guess you've you've changed in the same way we have, or you stopped listening very early on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you must, hopefully, uh, you changed. Like, there's someone who changed along with us who was like, "These guys are always fucking on it." Uh, but no, uh, I guess so. I think you know, at the beginning of the decade, I was like very interested in anarchism, but didn't have a really well developed politics. You're very in terms interested of my, in technology as well. My critique. Well, no, not the, at the beginning of 2010s. Not, not really. Oh, okay. I, I was interested in anarchism before I was interested in tech. I, I became interested in uh, tech when I, once I got into the job market and was like, oh. I think that this isn't going to go real well. Um, I have a, <laughs> I have a different take on on, on some tech. You're bartending now. and you're like, what kind of fucking robot do this? Well, and also I think you know I I had had jobs before, but that was like. Like objectively, my an unambiguous like uh, blue collar type of like you yeah. you go in, you punch the clock, yeah. you, you do the you do the work. Whereas now, you know, I I do work in an office, and it's a little it's like a, it, it you know I I do reject a lot of the conversation around this notion of professional managerial class. But I think there there I, I admit that there is a difference between people that work in nonprofits well, as I there, have a well, lot. That's because there's a cultural like pretense that's trying to keep that the, distinction yes together. exactly i think that there are there are uh, uh things that are uh performative <laughs> art, artificial yeah. that make that make people feel like oh if you if you work in a cubicle you're you're uh completely different than one of those people that i think works, dr- uh, i think the dress the dress code is one of the key things like that like they were talking about professionalism like if someone else comes from another company we're doing business with you don't want to see you don't want to see you not wearing a tie and it's like, what? You do the same fucking job or else of how you're dressed. That's, that's really stupid. Yeah. And everyone knows you don't dress like this outside of work. 
But have you ever been at work and then uh, like you need your tie in order like uh, to make a tourniquet? And you're like, fuck, I didn't have, I a, know. I didn't have a tie today. I know. I'm like, um, how, how, am I, how am I supposed to bang this smack like when I don't have the... <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't have you, my fucking you, uh, tie. I don't have my banging tie. I don't have my banging bang, tie. Bang this smack. What? Casey, Casey knows all the drug words. Well, I'm, a, I'm a musician. <laughs> I'm bang around. I'm smack. around people. Uh, but uh, no, uh, I, we're we're officially boomers now. But uh, yeah. <laughs> the the future of this episode is going to be made out of just okay boomering each other back and forth and getting increasingly angry. Ah, boomer, stop saying I'm not boomer. Yeah, my new favorite hobby is is calling like people who aren't boomers boomers sure. and then watching them get angry about it yeah. weren't you wasn't there a thread you were following where there was like this guy going on a racist diatribe and he kept like pausing occasionally to remind people he wasn't a boomer <laughs> I'm, not, I'm actually not a boomer but anyway yeah so well, yeah we're, we're millennials but we're you know just um well, anyway. we're, we're, we're probably shitty like in the grand scheme of things yeah um, what um, else what else my dude um, I guess let's let's just talk about Star Wars. Okay, um, I've been sort of dreading this. Why? Because I'm gonna look like a I'm gonna look like an idiot. <laughs> well, all right. So I think we, Star Wars we, is we, hard for me to talk about in a like like a cynical, critical not cynical, but like in a in a it's harder for me to turn a critical eye to Star Wars because of the place that it's occupied in my life. It's sort of like I can talk about racism and like talk about how racists need to be punched in the face, but when it's like, so that includes your grandma, I'm gonna be like, well, now hold on a second. So don't don't punch granny. Yeah, don't punch my granny. Um, but um, yeah, go, yeah I'll, let, I'll no. let you. I'll let you start. I'll let you lay the groundwork. So we, uh, when I went home to Dallas uh, for Christmas, you also went home to Dallas. Uh-huh. Uh We we went and saw Rise of the Skywalker together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I the the weird thing because I, I the weird thing about it is that when I walked out I was like that wasn't too bad and then like every day that has gone by since then I was like man that's, I I thought it was a little bit worse and now I just like man that wasn't very good because I don't think it really it it worked but like I think more broadly not just about Rise of the Skywalker um, it's that I I mean it is a lot to do with Rise of the Skywalker but it got me thinking that like. Like what everything everything that I didn't like about Rise of the Skywalker is because um, uh, the the decisions that were made by uh, a massive media corporation that is consuming up more and more of pop culture. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how, and we don't know how the decision making works here. Like I don't know. It's. It, it, I'm pretty sure we do, buddy. I don't I mean, know. I don't know about that. Like it could be driven by the director. You know, I don't know that it's it's. Is going through the hands. Even, even that is a decision that was the the who directs the movie is a decision that was made by Disney. Right, but that doesn't mean it's not an artistic vision. That it's just a product of Disney, like uh, you know, shareholders and and board members and shit. I think there was clearly a very like uh, deliberate decision to go from the the what where the Last Jedi left the series and where Rise of the Skywalker uh, picked it up and went with it. But that I think there's, be, but that could be an artistic decision. I don't. I mean, sure, it could be. I, I, I don't think it was. I think that there was like a, there was a company that that knew that like some of their shitty fans were mad at them, and that they wanted company, to win everyone back. There's always a company involved in making movies. 
Sure. And I'm suggesting that what I began wondering is what would creating a big, big like pop culture icons, what would that look like if like, you know, our society wasn't based on massive corporations where like oh, you backed three into this people. Then. You backed into this rather than saying, here's what I think they did. You said, what would it look like under socialism? And then you're like, and then that changed the way you look at it. Right. You're like, oh, you're, you start looking at it as, okay, what are the capitalist reasons that this movie looks the way it does? Well, no, I, th- I thought, I, I mean, there are things wrong with the movie in and of itself. I do think that it's because that there was a lot of calculus change because of the, the, on the, just the campaign of vitriol that was launched at, at the last Jedi. I just, I just don't see that. I don't see, there's been campaign of vitriol launched against every, against all of these, all three of these movies. And to me, to me, it right. like, to me, the problem I had looked like J.J. Abrams handed it off to another director and then ignored what that director did and tried to pick it up from where he originally wanted it to go. That's what it seemed like to me. Right. But I think that that was a that was a that was a decision made by corporate executives at a large corporation. I'm not saying Disney doesn't do that, obviously. But I'm, yeah. saying, I'm saying like I I don't know when I'm when you're seeing the movie, I assume that I'm seeing J.J what jj abrams was wanting to the story that he was wanting to tell i mean i think it's i think it's yes and no i mean i think i think it's it's the story i mean it's it's probably both right it's the story he wanted to tell but instead of telling it in three movies he had to cram two movies into one movie and it turned into a big pile of dog shit and i and i and i of course the story he wants to tell has to be optimized to sell things for disney yes Um, but and so in that way you get things introduced like there's a lot of stuff that's introduced that you can tell is like, oh, this is for toy sales. Like Babu Freak. What was his name? Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Like that was that seemed very unnecessary. The, the thing is that, like that, that, that was weird to me because everyone was like talking about Babu Frick. Some people like he was Baby Yoda. And to me, everybody it was immediately like, he was, was like, like an, everybody he was like an ugly, like, like mustachioed yes. little gremlin creature. Yes. I was like, what the yes. fuck? And everybody was immediately like, oh my God, I love Babu Frick. And I was like, dude, Disney really does know how the society works, I guess. Because to me, he was just like a little alien. Like, yeah. I, like he I, had I, no I, characterization. Yeah. There was no, I, like, I don't know, he shit. had a racist accent like new <laughs> aliens usually do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I don't hey Babu, work on your judge, right? Hey. Um, hey, yeah. I have a voice that can probably work in class from another country. Does that, did he talk like an Eastern European? No, I'm from another country. That's racist. What I did made me racist. Can, <laughs> you, be racist? can you be racist uh, against Eastern Europeans? Can you be racist against little space mechanics? Um, <laughs> that's we, 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 we go try. We uh, go try. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, but no, I think I do think that like a lot of decisions. I mean, I, I don't even know really how you, how one argues with it. Like, I think a lot of decisions, like it, it was such a drastic change, partly because of the director, but again, the director who the directs the movie, who writes the script, is that's a, these are decisions made by a corporation. But I feel like they're given a lot of freedom. I don't. For, for, I don't think they. I know. Uh, not I, I, after. I, I don't know. That's not the sense that I got. I think that on the one hand, but I feel like that's conjecture. I don't feel like there's anything like I don't know anything about how the internal operation goes. I do know no, that you I, I like. Do, I do know that that Kathleen Kennedy was like, "We want these to be good Star Wars movies to make the fans of Star Wars happy," and so I feel like okay. That's, so there like that's there the have been 
Uh, there was a guy who that was like, what was what's the guy's name that was supposed to direct the the uh, the, the the episode nine? It was like Colin or Trevor or some bullshit. Um, but I, oh, I can't yeah. remember his name. Uh, tre- uh, Colin, I almost want to say Trevor Kaepernick, but that's not it. Uh, uh-huh. Colin Jost, I think. It, I think it was. was it Colin Jost? No, 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 no that's from SNL. <laughs> Adam, stop it. <laughs> uh, no, so I I, 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 I was, forgot all about that. But like clear, there was a decision to like, because if 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 you think that they were just going to like get people have freedom, that's clearly not what happened. They had this guy that had an that had a movie like fleshed out for what was going to where the last Jedi was going to go, and they're like, "Fuck that! We have to we have to abandon that ship because that that's not people hated the, where where this is going. So we're going to jerk back in the other direction to the safe anodyne movie that that frankly Force Awakens was. Did it feel safe in anodyne? I think the Force Awakens is fine, but I think it was basically a rehash of. of uh, I think I think the first a new in, hope. I think the first in all the trilogies is slow and takes a lot of. T- I mean, there there is a difference. I with, didn't. I didn't think that it was slow. Well, Again, I, well, I don't well, think J.J. I mean, Abrams what, what knows I mean, how to make a slow movie. What I mean is, I, I I think that the Force Awakens had to reintroduce a a universe to like a, a new generation and establish its place and establish its bona fides in the context of the film of this nine story canon and so i feel like that's why you get a lot of references you get a lot of and a lot of the references were ham-fisted it's not just references it's like it's like hacky like like it was it was really like the force the the force awakens it was like all right now we got another death star but it's even bigger and then like what why we need another fucking death star but but the original trilogy established that sort of thinking within these guys within the bad guys right the the, the bad guys are always like yeah they blew that up let's make a bigger one what what if the the next marvel movie that comes out it was like it's thanos's brother You'd but that's like, not. But that's not how Marvel movies work. Like Star Wars movies work a certain. But way. no, I'm saying that like you know, <laughs> if any kind of like original like fantasy or sci-fi, you don't want to see the same fucking thing happen every goddamn week. You know, you, like at a certain point, The Witcher's got to fight a different monster. At a certain point, like you know. But, but I wonder if it says. I wonder. If this is why The Walking Dead. I think that like doesn't over time. It's just like who gives a shit about so this, the, this so the fucking first zombie show. So the there was a lot of there's a lot of stuff in the Force Awakens about trying to live up to previous generations, like Kylo Ren trying to live up to Darth Vader's legacy, mm-hmm. Rey trying to live up to the Jedi legacy, and the First Order trying to live up to the legacy of the Empire. Mm-hmm. A- and I think they were sort of trying to, to to show with like this new this it's a Death Star, but it's a planet. It's like everyone's living in the shadow of the previous. And it may I it, it, I don't it, think that's what J.J. Abrams was trying to say. I think it. I, it seems like it was. I. I don't think that at all. I think. I think. Uh, I mean that because the the kind of let the let go of the past thing is very much in the Last Jedi. It's not in the Force Awakens. That is true. Ryan Johnson like, like, was the one was the one who was like, yeah, fuck. I. I almost wonder if there's an animosity between Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams, and that's what led to a lot of the stuff we see in the last one. Because I don't know. Like, if it feels like it feels like J.J. Abrams was trying to set up a very Star Wars fanboy movie where it's like legacies he, and, yeah, and think, patterns right. and, and ryan johnson was like no none of that matters uh people are individuals they can set their own and then jj abrams seemed like, like he was like nah nah the thing i was saying though yeah uh, like uh, to me the rise of the skywalker it's like um 
you know, uh, well, in the rest of the Skywalker, you get like, and now there are 50 Death Stars. You're like, what the hell is happening? A lot, a lot of it almost seemed like spiteful doubling downs on things that were gotten rid of. By, by yeah, like downs. like my the one that really irks me is the, you, just, like, you, just made, you just made a face like you're like, finally, Casey's joining the fucking well, conversation. Well, well, like Kylo, like at the beginning of the movie, he like, you know, that helmet I broke apart in the last movie because my character was growing. I'm glue it back together. But I glue it back together with red glue. <laughs> It's almost like J.J. Abrams was being derivative and unconsciously making a movie that mirrored that. That like, hey, I'm doing what Kylo did. Yeah. <laughs> Piecing back all this bullshit and glue it back together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I tend to stick, take Star Wars movies at face value as if they're like historical documentaries. Like, hey, here's what happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Casey. <laughs> No, that's no. I mean, these they're 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 people telling a story, and unfortunately, these people are motivated by nothing but money. That's all they're motivated. I, I, by. I don't know. I don't know that that's true. I, I mean, I I do. I absolutely. I think it's. I think that you know, J.J. Uh, Abrams is definitely is clearly a fan of Star Wars, but I think that, and I think he's a competent filmmaker as well. I do. T- I, well, I think he's a competent filmmaker. He's a shit storyteller. Was he? But Lawrence Kasdan was writing on this. Uh, I, I maybe yeah I think I think that's who was, true. Who was one of the writers from the original trilogy? Yes, but I think that the the well, first of all, Lawrence Kasdan, if I'm not mistaken, wrote Empire, uh, and and frankly, everyone loves Empire. I'm not gonna lie to you, Empire ain't that great. <laughs> like, well, I don't, you, well, you can't say that definitively. It's not your favorite. I don't. I don't think like in terms of storytelling, it's that great of a movie. I don't. I don't like. I I'll stand by that. I know people don't oh, like. Okay, what's like what's that. wrong with the storytelling? In, in Empire, I think that it's it's really all over the place, and then at the at, at the very there's multiple end, stories going on at once. There is multiple stories going on at once. Uh, I feel like there, it, not unlike J.J. Abrams, there's this there's this um, instead of actual storytelling or character development, there's just revelations, you know, or, or one in particular in Empire, right? Or like J.J. Abrams, what he always does is he he you know he sets up like some sort of mystery, like ooh who. Is Ray well, who are her parents? See, that's, and like see, that's a big issue. So, in, in the intervening years between the the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy, there's sort of been a uh, romantic romanticization of lore. I think in our culture, like we we like origin stories, we like mysteries, we like you know delving deep into this universe instead of just. If you look at the the original trilogy, it's a story that takes place in this universe. The sequel trilogy is trying to like delve into this universe while telling the story about the characters on top, and it seems sort of um, schizophrenic in that sense. That that it's sort of like it's like just tell a story about these characters in this universe. It's like don't why are you trying to like? But the story behind this is like Tolkien. When you read Tolkien, he's talking about the characters, then he starts talking about all the different types of trees in this one forest. It's like Jesus, yeah. Well, or I, I, I told you I recently watched Solo. My favorite, I, my favorite, my favorite of all nine movies is A New Hope, and like no one, almost no one says that. That's my favorite. I mean, I think I would, I would say that if I was going to do my ranking, I'd put Last Jedi up at the top. It would be number one for me. You like Last Jedi? Yeah, I think it's the best. Followed, obviously, but close second, Phantom Menace. <laughs> and then after that, uh, the Solo story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, no, did you see um, how he got his last name? That's fucking. That's fucking I, writing. That's I, writing. I, 
That's I, writing, my dude. I, I laughed out loud. I was so sad that I had to, because I forgot that that scene happened. The you, first were sad time I, you were sad because he was alone? <laughs> exactly. No, but then they're like, did you notice this is how he got his blaster, and this is how he got his dice. And I'm did, like, did you notice how? Well, well, I don't, well, I don't need also, origin stories for his in, pocket in, accessories. In the Star Wars stories, there's a lot of, like, when they're, uh, what's the one where they get the uh, plans? Rogue One. Rogue One. They're walking down the the street and they see like Doctor Evazon and Ponda Baba from why? Like, and, why? And it's, and it's like they, first of all, they first really focus. You, you use these people's proper name uh, and and you've outed yourself. Uh, sorry, as they, an use, they use pig so. face, they use pig face and Squid Man or whatever. <laughs> the, the guys that they fought in the bar in uh, A, A New, New Hope, Hope and and and. He doesn't like you. We're wanted men. I have the death sentence <laughs> yeah. on 12 systems. Yeah. Oh, the, the other thing that I really got irritated about in The Rise of the Skywalker is uh, how the, the Emperor Palpatine, his, pl- his plan was like always, it, everything that happened was always <laughs> his plan. Spoilers. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was they, like, they, Shiv. They, they literally at the end, they were like, everything that ever happened was because of Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> Well, at one point he was like, "Aha! But if you if you kill me, then you'll get powerful and I'll become you. So I win either way." And like it, there was this notion that like killing people is something Jedi don't do. But if you've seen any of the other eight movies, yeah. Jedi kill people all the time. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the prequels, they're basically like space I, cops. I right? will. I will say, I think there are a special collection of difficulties in doing this with this movie. And I think there was probably a lot of pressure to do big stuff, big revelations, uh, to really tie up a lot of references, loose ends, callbacks, because it's like the last movie that's going to be made in this arc, in the nine movie arc. See, here's the thing. I don't believe that. You don't believe what? I guarantee you. Um, m- 10 years maximum before Oscar Isaac and Daisy Ridley are like, Give me some of this money. Let's do this, Disney. But it won't be you part know? of it. Won't be part of the Skywalker saga. Well, I mean, Ray. I mean, she looked directly into the camera and she was like, "My name is, is Ray Skywalker. My name uh, is Ray Skywalker Saga." <laughs> so, I mean, I, I wish, I wish that she would have I, said. Here's the, everyone has been making fun of this. I didn't mind it that much. I didn't think I didn't have a problem with that, to be honest. Everyone's been shitting on that. I'll say, I'll say, and you've been, you know, you haven't appreciated me shitting on this movie. So I'll say that I didn't, I didn't mind that. I thought that was fine. It made sense to me. Well, that was actually one of the things that I thought was stupid. Oh, okay. Because, because, <laughs> because it, again, it was one of the things that J.J. Abrams completely dis, discarded. I'm messing with something that I shouldn't be Anyway, where, you know, your legacy... J.J. Abrams down that thing about it really like aggressively disregarded that whole like your name and legacy doesn't matter, huh? Well, I mean, this is what I find so reactionary about the idea like he, he, is he, they he had to maintain g- this notion that like your blood, your your DNA, yes. your hereditary. Even Luke made what, fun of that. Luke was like, "Oh, that famous Skywalker blood," and he's like, "No." Yeah. And then they're like, "Yeah, no, yeah, though, yeah, though," because apparently, cause apparently, good old Shiv Palpatine got his fuck on and had some kids that we he never, got his dick wet. Back he in got the day. He, he got his. I don't know if it's capable of getting wet because um, he's always dry as hell. Um, but I like how he blew up and all his, his thing was like, oh, piece of my fingers. <laughs> I, 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 there's, there's, there's so much I hated about Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, na- namely that the Emperor is alive again. And I, I, one of my favorite they parts show is that the at crawl. The, they did it in the crawl, I, which I'd forgotten about. And, and they didn't even say that like the, Empire, the, the Emperor... You know, fuck the him. dead speak. 
Yeah, that, that opens up with the dead speak, which is stupid as hell. But then it says, somehow, Emperor Palpatine. Yes. And you're like, what? Well, I thought the somehow was going to be explained, but it wasn't. No, 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 no. It wasn't. Um, and I but thought I, that I feel like that's con- that that is another thing about J.J. Abrams is that if you if you slow down to watch his movies there's a there's a lot a lot of the plot holes and the things that don't really make sense it, you don't notice them because the movie's moving so fucking quickly that you don't have time well, to like actually think about it what's weird is i can see that in the star trek movies but oh yeah I, but i have such a hard time i have a, such a hard time be- i could never sit on a star wars movie and then slowly get more and more annoyed with them over time like you did that would never happen with me that sort of mm-hmm. annoys me a little bit cuz i sort of take them as as sacrosanct insofar as i take anything sacrosanct but i i I tend to be like very accepting no, of them. I mean, like, okay, you, you know, like, I, I, in, to to an extent, not really, but to an extent, I feel the same way, and uh, to some degree about the Marvel movies. I, I, I've seen all of them. I will probably continue seeing all of them, um, but at but the same time, a lot of them are time, following pre-existing comic book arcs, though, right? Some of them, not all of them, but some of them. I mean, but there's certain there's, um, certain, there's certain beats they have to hit. Th- right? This is it's it's similar, probably because I read a lot more like superhero comics. You read like graphic I, novels. You I, were like I, a big I, boy. Yeah, and, I read uh, <laughs> I read more I read more like sci-fi like in, yeah, like um, image and, comics stuff. And, but like you you your relationship with Star Wars is probably not unlike my relationship with just like Marvel schlocky superheroes. You, you right? had an entire like bookshelf with like Marvel con- like trade paperbacks on it. We don't have to say and that. I, uh, but here's what I'm gonna say about myself. When I was in uh, like eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, we'll stop there. I I had like Star Wars reference books, like the Essential Guide to Droids, the Essential Guide to Vehicles and Vessels. That, and for some yeah. reason, I would like go through these. And I think looking back, I I felt like so insecure about my naivete and knowledge of the world. I was like, well, I'm gonna learn about this thing that doesn't exist and, and try to and be an authority on this. I mean. I guess that's why a lot of nerdiness starts, that it's like, hey, here's a thing that I can feel competent about when I don't feel competent with life. Yeah. I want to to psychoanalyze it so it's less sad. Um, What else? I like your your turquoise walls, man. Thanks, buddy. Uh... There's a, I mean, there's a lot of problems with the Rise of the Skywalker. But here's the thing. So, like, what would it... Because, like, you know, we, we played uh, what uh, we called, like, Nationalized Collectivize Abolish uh-huh. with Ben Tarnoff. And yeah. uh, and then after the podcast, I came up with a better name for it, Control-Alt-Delete. Obviously, that's a better name. Yeah. I feel like a dipshit for only thinking of this after we talked about it. But it's, anyway... It's a, it's a Deftone song, too. Don't don't talk oh, about sorry. Chico on the podcast. He's canceled. Chino, Chino, Chino. Oh, what did I why say? Is he, why is he, you said Chico? Why is he canceled? I don't know. I don't know. Why is he canceled? Are you talking about pulling he, the wings off of a fly? Uh, I don't know if he's canceled. He's, pr- he's probably a nice boy. His his songs are all uh, like the tempo is too slow. But anyway, other than that, he lo- uh, he, he loves some Smiths and Morrissey. It sounds like. Uh, who doesn't? Rear cleavage. The. Um, <laughs> The... So do, wait, do you do you want to talk about the socialist Star Wars movies before we yes, talk the... about the Trump game? Are oh, we doing the Trump game. Fuck, How, we're yeah. not. Are we? We're not, we're not really going to get to that. We can't do that. Um, now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> may, maybe we could do like one in one, and it's probably yeah, fucking yeah. dumb as hell anyway. But anyway, you're gonna spring the, on me. <laughs> but the uh, the the Star Wars thing. So just like when you think about Control Alt Delete, mm-hmm. uh, you should be like worker owned. Should be nationalized. What do we think about? like media companies and like these like like kind of artifacts of like pop culture that people care about and there's nothing wrong with it like for instance 
like uh disney is a massive monopoly that should that, that is gonna have to be dealt with at yeah. some point so uh, like but also i think it's perfectly fine to enjoy star wars Sure. Uh, when, when they make a good fucking movie, not this piece of shit that just came out. Uh, I'm just, I'm just goading you now. I'm sorry. No, no, um, hey, hey, I deserve it. I, 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 hey, you know what? I put myself out there. Why, why wouldn't you uh, destroy my here's the thing? The like, like uh, I think that Mandalorian was, in many ways, a very safe and like almost like Force Awakens vibes to me because it was very like there, there. It wasn't saying a whole lot, you know. No, well, the, well, that's it's a more it's a more compact and and self sustainable story. It's not trying to be like, look at the grandeur of the universe. Like, it's dealing with one specific thing. Uh, and sort of up, up until it introduces what, Bill Burr. I mean, then you're like, what that, the fuck? I, I, saw, I, saw a, uh, I saw a cut the other day where they had little speech bubbles next to Baby Yoda. There's one scene where Baby Yoda goes, are you fucking Bill Burr? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, uh, it's, it, it, it's two Breaking Bad actors. In, uh, was Bill Burr in Breaking Bad? He was in Breaking he Bad. He was, yeah. He hang out, he hung out with Huel. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it makes um, sense. It makes sense. He hangs out with fucking cops. Huel was a Huel, cop, right? Huel was a security guard. Who was Huel? Huel was security for Saul Goodman. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of Breaking Bad because I binged it like really fast. Oh, you gotta watch it again. It's so good. Socialist Star Wars. Okay, Jesus, so, I'm sorry. So, so, so what, should, should should like Star Wars? All right. So on the one approach, perhaps more anarchisty. Uh, like we abolish any kind of intellectual property, and anyone can make a Star Wars movie. Anyone, right? can, make, anyone can make a Star Wars. So, uh, but I don't like that. Then, okay, I don't like it either. Because <laughs> for, for me, and this is going to sound bad and anti-democratic, but I, I need a canon sort of. Well, yeah, I need, there has I need, to be I need certain things to be canon and certain things cohesion. to be non non canonical. Yeah, I'm very I'm very orthodox in that way. Yeah, I think there has to be some cohesion. I, I can't. We can't have heretical Star Wars movies being made. Uh, yeah, because um, it, it breaks. So, it breaks. It breaks the. Um, you know, it breaks the uh, the universe. You know, you have to be able to invest yourself in it. I agree. I strongly agree. I think there there is you know like DC Comics does this all the time where they have. I mean, they own it. Don't get me wrong. It's not like anyone can run a DC. No, no, no. Uh, but but sometimes they'll like. Uh, they're like, ooh, this Superman's black, but he's in a different universe, and it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, God forbid. Yeah, the Marvel things <laughs> with the different universes is sort of like. Well, I mean, Marvel does it too, but like DC is like is much more prevalent. Is it more prevalent in DC? Oh, you, oh, you said. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? You said Superman. Yeah. Okay. It's much more prevalent in DC. What are some of the different universe? What are some of the different Batman universes? Um. I, I thought you I were a Mar- I, were you a DC guy? I'm, I'm much a more guy. of a, Mar- a Marvel Marvel yeah. guy. Yeah, so you're a, Mar- you're a Marvelian. Okay, so Star Wars, Jesus. Uh, so what would a decommodified? Well, I don't even know if it's necessarily decommodified because there's there's like questions to me about funding like, and resources and. Yeah, I mean, like what what that really looks like under like trying to sketch that out. But there's interesting questions about intellectual property that I think are worth considering, and I think that on and the la- other and hand, labor inter- labor interactions and own and well, own, that's what I'm owner, saying. So, ownership, quote unquote. So like if if you think about like a media company that owns Star Wars discreetly, just like let's just assume it's just Star Wars. Maybe that's yeah. right. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Um. Uh. 
And then you have all the people that work on the movie have some stake or or like co-owners of this thing. But at the same time, like there are people like surely their, their audience is what would inform, you know, so, so is there a public or kind of like a member type of way of being a part of it, of owning a stake in star Wars as like a, like a fan share. What's the interaction of the people doing the creative work? work with the movie and people doing the production work with the movie because because really you're just going to have the people doing the creative work i guess doing the actual content of the movie itself and they're in a in a a perfect world they would be fans well that this is this is like another interesting question about like uh you know to me about labor and post-capitalism because i think that you know if you think about like every, everyone, when they get, when they get off work, they, they want to do something They're like, I, I like Matt Maslow's hierarchy of needs at the, at the top, there's self-actualization. Yes. So if you think about things in a decommodified society, um, where you don't have to worry about healthcare or food or shelter, like pe- I think people will want to be creative. Yeah. And, um, so I think that the notion that this guy is a writer and that's all he does. And this guy's a key grip and all he does is this. Like, I don't think that that will be how, uh, for instance, the labor around producing a movie is going to be made. Um, like, I think that you'll probably, how do, you avoid, how do you avoid the chaos that that would, that that would seem in our system now to create I mean, democratic structures? Like, like I, I think that you would probably have people that are elected like in this, like if you imagine like a, a try to imagine what a really democratic worker cooperative looks like you you normally have someone at the top of those systems unless it's a collective and that like everyone is there's no leaders but that doesn't work on a very large scale sure um but if in my opinion but if you it's not so much that you know vertical hierarchies are bad the vertical hierarchies when they're arbitrary are bad vertical hierarchies when they're non-democratic is bad um so you could uh, say there could be an opting in and out of the creative process like if, if you don't feel like you have something to contribute creatively you'll take a production role or if you feel like you do have something to contribute creatively i think that the the way that people contribute creatively will will look different under socialism and i think that like like it's the kind of thing like key grip maybe no one wants to stand there and hold a damn boom mic sure um and you know maybe we just get a robot to do that (laughs) or but like that's a different that's a different type of decision but also but also you know there's very little reason why someone who is quote unquote a creative uh can't hold a boom mic every now and then you know you know what i mean like i it's i think that everyone has creative potential and creative desires um and if you're creative and you want to get this movie made then you're going to be willing to participate it you know we know we know the uh the like the creative people who are like i want to be involved in every aspect of making the movie because you want to see this thing realized so but yeah i mean that's the other question about uh, art as as we practice it under socialism it's a very bourgeois type of concept in yeah. that there's you know one it's almost like the great man theory of history there's one guy with a vision yeah. and he makes a painting and the painting is his vision it's a very individualist thing there's nothing wrong with individual expressions of art um but uh, you know, if when you're talking about something like creating a Star Wars movie <laughs> that requires millions of dollars, that's a lot of resources going into, uh, and even under a moneyless communist society, like there's still a lot of labor going into it. I don't know that like it will be appropriate to like 
for for that level of labor to be solely for the sake of one person's individual vision. And in that way, TV is a lot more democratic because you've got like a room full of writers. Yeah, there's normally, you know, a showrunner, a head writer. A head writer, but like there are sort of models for like a a table of people bouncing ideas off of each other and coming with probably a better... I I would imagine you'd get better movies if you had like a a diverse like table of of people and... Yeah, and I think I think that there. I don't know. It's something that been... reality reality is doesn't it doesn't play out in a single creative voice, you know. So that, I mean, that's one of the weird things about television and, and TV that sort of prevents it from being totally real is that it sort of does have a creative single creative flavor to it. Yeah, and if you had a bunch of different voices and a bunch of different brains and a bunch of different hands, you know, coming together to create it, it would be something a lot more rich, I guess. All right, so. Uh, that that's like a preliminary discussion about social star Wars under socialism. Um, but all right. So what I want to, I want to turn to, let's just pick one or two, uh, from this dumb Trump campaign thing, how to win an argument with your liberal relatives. Lay it on and, me. Cause I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen this. You wanted to, you wanted to drop it on me a little bit. Um, I was just gonna, I mean, I just thought, I just didn't want us to like prepare and like, you know, I'm yeah. going to prepare my statement about what I would say at, uh, um, um all right so what's oh god there's stuff about impeachment who gives a shit um all right here we go oh damn it oh there's a there's a youtube video which i'm 100 not watching um all right uh, so someone says i guess that a liberal says the trump approach to health care this is funny because it's just a, it's not as good. It's a it's not a sense. Trump approach to health care much better than Dems who would kill employer provided health care. And, and I think the choice of kill is a very like conscious decision they made because it's like oh. health care. They're talking about kill. Um, yeah, let's kill employer provided health care. Fuck employer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, this, that's the that to me that's the the funny thing of being like a socialist when someone's trying to treat you like a liberal because yeah. this happened um uh when you, when you bring your liberal arguments to a socialist this, fight <laughs> this happens regularly with like uh bernie is like someone yes. will like hit him with like uh some like so you're you know, saying that blah 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 Bernie's like yeah yeah exactly he does this all the time and, yep. uh, it, it, which is always funny like when people like uh try to like nail him with like questions yeah. about the affordable care act and he's like Fuck the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> um, but, uh, Wouldn't yeah. that hurt the Affordable Care Act? Wouldn't that go I, I don't... Fuck, get rid of it. I don't care. Just give, <laughs> just, just give, just give health care to people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, who's going who's, who's, who's to pay for it? Who's going to pay for it? The wealthy. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Wait, Bezos. What's funny is, is this answer does not mention the elephant in the room. Uh, in terms of how to talk to your uh, liberal relatives, uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't address Sanders, right? Uh huh. Uh, Democrats like to squawk a lot about President Trump, Republicans and healthcare, but the truth is, uh, the 2020 Democrats are the ones who want to strip you of your private employer-provided health insurance. Newsflash: So does your employer. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like absolutely. Your employers too. That's why whenever you have the fucking insurance meetings, your employer's like, oh, fucking okay. Turn to this. Let's do this. All right. You're going to get back yeah, yeah. to fucking work. Uh, re- remind your relative that Democrats proposed government takeover of health care plan. Who, get an editor. Jesus. 
uh, would take away the insurance plans of 180 million Americans. No space, because again, uh, it's not like we're trying to give this to millions Adam, of people. A- Adam, Adam, don't you know that editing is is very anti-populist? I, I guess so. Uh, min- minion memes are populist. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren's it? plan alone would cost taxpayers $52 trillion, citation needed, uh, undoubtedly <laughs> raising taxes on the middle class to pay for it. Undoubtedly. Like, undoubtedly. We don't need a source. We're just well, saying no, undoubtedly. There's, there's no middle class. We'd raise taxes on the on the upper class. Just take money from billionaires. Um, some of your relatives might say, well, I support Joe Biden and Mayor Pete. <laughs> and nope. <if> you're, <laughs> none of mine. <laughs> Well, so yeah, that's true. None of mine. Mine, mine is support Donald Trump, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I support Joe Biden and Mayor Pete's public option alternatives, but don't let those proposals fear, uh, fool you. Their plans are designed to kill employer-provided health health plans, too. First of all, no, no they're, they're not. not. No, they're uh, not. They're uh, very, Joe they're Biden yeah. is the most status quo motherfucker there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's got all the sexual harassment of the status quo, too. Oh, uh, my God. Remember when he put his wife's finger in his mouth? What the fuck? Well, I, I, I think about that sometimes. You're supposed to, to leave that in the 2010s. We're not it makes it hard it to go to bed sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> She's pointing. He's just like, I'm. Oh my god! Uh, what's another just really good one? Oh, uh, you gotta we, the the one you do do uh, big government socialism because surely surely we'll mention Sanders here. No, damn, he does not mention Sanders. At okay, all. like which of the Democrats do you want as an opponent for President Trump? The truth is, it doesn't matter who survives their nasty primary season <laughs> because whoever emerges as the Democratic nominee will be running on the same set of issues, no matter who is carrying their banner. That's, that's not true. Uh, they'll be running on a government takeover of healthcare, which means Incorrect. elimination of private employer-sponsored uh, health insurance. That'd that's, be cool that, 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 that's a good thing. Only one person's running on that. <laughs> At the same time, they'll promise free, taxpayer-funded healthcare for illegal immigrants. Excellent. Uh, while 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 they're at it, they'll stop enforcing our immigration laws and institute an open borders policy. It's good. They'll embrace the extreme environmentalist agenda of the Green New Deal, yes, <laughs> and the war on energy that goes with it, yes. The, that means an attack on the energy sources to use for transportation and to heat and cool your home, yes. It means sky-high energy bills across uh, and the loss of 10 million jobs across our country. Citation needed. Yeah, citation needed. <laughs> and they're going to repeal President Trump's tax cuts, which means a tax increase on nearly every American just to pay for all of this. No, no, no. Not not every not, not every American, not one one percent of Americans. One percent of Americans, uh, and that is big government socialism. And that, like, we, now we just don't know what socialism. Uh, hold on, and up against President Trump's record of low taxes, low unemployment, higher wages, more energy, and incredible job growth, the Democrat doesn't stand a chance. No matter who it is, I, I feel like when they say no matter who it is, they're like Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like Bernie is running on. Uh, Full employment, as in not just like, low unemployment, yeah, just zero like percent. I like, I like how Democrats are all against this stuff. Bernie's like the opposite of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, higher wages. Uh, first of all, President Trump does not have a record of higher wages. No, that, no. That, I mean, that's, that's citation needed. They, they just say whatever. Well, no, it's not even citation needed. We, like, we got the receipts, and that's just yeah. a lie. Um, if you factor in inflation... Cap- Capitalism like, doesn't run on higher wages for workers. Yeah, yeah, it runs yeah. on high. Yeah. Uh, incredible job growth. Yeah. Again, shitty jobs that don't pay very well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. And we, and but, we know but, there's but, and we know there's all sorts of ways to uh, to alter the nomenclature when it comes to employment. But again, like the, if you find yourself ever being confronted by conservative family members and dipshit friends, random people on the street, like 
at, like force them to define what socialism is. Yeah. Most of them don't know what it means. Yeah. Um, because like I think it's often, most, it's, it's, most often people, it's often hard to continue the conversation after they give you their definition of socialism because it's so wrong that well, it's like. Oh, we can't have this conversation, actually. Assuming you... that we, we can all coalesce around the definition that socialism means that the means of production should not like be owned by seven people and that's it. Which everyone uh, agrees with, but if they realize they're in an argument with you, they won't agree with it in the moment. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think people in their bones know that the way our economy structured is stupid. real fucking dumb. It doesn't yeah, make any if, sense. If, if everyone... Everyone in it's mine unfair. and your family. Everyone in mine and your family complains about wage theft. They complain about the overstepping of uh, of power of, of bosses. But uh, yeah, but once you start having the jargon that they're on the lookout for, then they start arguing against their own best interests. Hmm. It's, it's become all about language at this point. Like we know, like. We know what uh, you know, progressive language and conservative language sounds like, and so when you start talking about, if you you'll you'll be talking to someone who complains about wage theft, and you're like, well, then the company should be run democratically, where the workers will be like, well, then I'll, you know, who's gonna you know, you got to have one person, you know, at some point making that decision. It's like, that's think, that's why you get fucked. I think I think people's instincts they like that they know that. that if they if they're forced to confront it, they know that that's not true. It's that's an unfair way of doing things. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I know, but it has to be done within a within a certain context. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, that's a uh, let's look back at uh at twenty at the twenty uh, teens. That's a podcast. That's a podcast. That is a podcast. Uh, I'm Casey. I'm Adam. Bye, everybody. And have a great 2020. Dab on them haters. Bye. Bye.